0: everyone. How many times have your friends recommended a vitamin or a treatment or some natural health awesomeness that changed their life? Probably a lot. Blue Hive Health was designed to take that friendship to the next level. On this podcast, Javanna and Stephanie will spend time debunking myths and introducing you to the latest in health and wellness treatments, all to support you and your family. Welcome to the Blue Hive Healthcast. Let's dive in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another Blue Hive HealthCast. I'm Jovanna, one of your co-hosts. And today's show, we're talking about weight resistance and hormones. And I wonder if you have ever struggled with your weight. And if you are currently struggling with your weight, if you've been told, you know, you just have to eat a little less. You know, it's all about calories in and calories out. Well, I'm here as a fellow hormone specialist to tell you that that is just BS. It is BS. And on today's show, I brought on another hormone expert so that her and I could just talk this out and hopefully bring awareness to this area of weight resistance and weight loss, especially women's weight loss. Guys, I'm here to tell you that your weight has everything to do with your biochemistry and your hormones and probably almost nothing to do with this whole calories in, calories out BS. So I can't wait to bring on the guest for today. So let me sing her praises for a little bit here. Karen Martell is a certified hormone specialist, transformational nutrition coach, and a women's weight loss expert. She is the founder of a revolutionary program called On Track, a women's hormone balancing and weight loss program. And she's also the host of a top rated women's health podcast, The Other Side of Weight Loss. Karen has a very personal connection to this story. After struggling with her own weight issues and health issues, Karen is determined to bring her knowledge to others with a bold new approach to women's health and weight management. Karen's passion lies in helping women break through weight loss resistance and find their personal weight loss code through diet variation and hormone optimization. Karen is a health leader and researcher, and she's determined to revolutionize weight loss for modern women. And we are so excited to have her on the show today. Let's welcome Karen. Karen, welcome to the Blue Hive HealthCast. I'm so excited to have you here.
1: Thank you for having me. I get to stare at your gorgeous picture. Like that right? is the same most beautiful. You are gorgeous. Look <laughs> at
0: you. you. It's it's you know in the photo the hair and makeup is done right. But thank you. I, I appreciate. that. Yes, I mean that. same. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. And you're and and I'm looking at your gorgeous blue eyes here too in the photo. So that that's good. So I I mean just before I hit record, I just I I kind of fangirled, geeked out with you a little bit because yeah. this topic of you know. Hormones and weight resistance is near and dear to my heart. I'm someone who has battled her weight her whole life. You know, only just recently, I'm talking in my like I'm 45 in a few months, Mm -hmm. just recently in the last little bit, found out that I've I've had undiagnosed PCOS probably my whole life. Oh my gosh. Right. (gasps) And um, and it's so funny because as much as you're on the other side of, let's say the desk or the zoom and you're helping all of your clients, sometimes, you <laughs> yes. know, like you're the shoemaker with the broken
1: shoes. Cause it's like, it's really overwhelming to figure out your own stuff. Right. It really is so funny how that it, I, I run into that too. And I sometimes have to remind myself like, Hey, you could go see a hormone person, <laughs>
0: right? Exactly, you know, like every practitioner needs a practitioner. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's near and dear to my heart because I like a lot of people who might be listening have been told and probably you, like, mm-hmm. oh, just eat less. It's all about less calories and and more effort and ugh, ugh right? Just ugh. Ugh. <laughs> all the sound effects. I'm so tired <laughs> of that. Yeah. <laughs> Karen, tell us a little bit about your story. Like, how did you get into this line of work? And let's just start there.
1: Yeah. Well, it kind of, it goes back actually to when I had my daughter, which was 14 years ago. She just turned 14 last year. I mean, last week. And I, you know, I've gained some weight during pregnancy, lost it during the whole breastfeeding time. But then after I was done breastfeeding, I suddenly started gaining unexplained weight. like There was no reason for it. I wasn't suddenly deciding to eat like crap and everything in sight. I'd always been a clean eater, always a healthy person and really into the alternative health world. And I was just... Gaining weight. So I did what I was told and I started working out harder. I hired the personal trainer. I was going to boot camp. I was trying every diet under the sun because nothing was working. So I was just like every month going to a new diet, going, okay, well, if that didn't work, you know, if the veganism didn't work, I guess I'll try Adkins and go completely opposite. Maybe I need to start juicing and de- detox and try a raw diet. Maybe I'll try the zone. Maybe I'll. try all the things (laughs) it was like (laughs) you name it I tried it which is what every woman does we all get this like hyper focus on the diet which don't get me wrong like we'll talk about this this is very important to find the right diet for what's happening to you you know in your body but at that time I wasn't finding it was working out super hard and I'm 33 And I'm packing it on and I'm heavier than I've ever been going, how is this even possible considering what I'm doing? This is like, I'm working out six days a week. I'm never been in such good shape really. And yet I'm looking around these classes and all these women that are doing the same thing that I am and they're skinny and they get ripped and muscular and I'm just pudgy and my stomach's growing and I'm going, what is going on? And it wasn't just that, Giovanni. There were so many little things that started popping up. And it was all within this like six month time period where it was really severe PMS. I was getting food sensitivities, like more and more food sensitivity where I was breaking out in these crazy hives on my body. My stomach was so bloated by the end of the day. It looked like I was three months pregnant. I suddenly had severe insomnia where I couldn't sleep at all and had to go on like hardcore sleep medication or else I wouldn't sleep. I was having terrible menstrual migraines where they would last for, you know, a week to 10 days when I had my period, heavy bleeding. I was emotional and I'm going, okay, there's something else. It's not just what I'm not calorie and calorie out here. There's something else happening, but nobody at that time as a 33 year old, they're not going to say it's, it's your hormones. Nobody was like, my doctor was like, okay, well, here's your antidepressant. Here's your sleeping medication, you know, and I hear on the other side, I'm trying every natural supplement going what's going on. And I finally thought, okay, I got to take a deeper dive into this. It's clearly something hormonal because everything was kind of around that period time that was all those other symptoms. So I was like, okay, Dive deeper. I went to a naturopath and I said, Could you test my hormones? So I did a saliva hormone test and, sure enough, discovered that I had a whole slew of hormonal dysfunction happening. And so I had, you know, high estrogen in comparison to my progesterone. So my progesterone was tanked. I had really bottomed out cortisol and bottomed out DHEA. So that told me that my adrenals were stressed and I would never have thought that I had an adrenal problem ever. I didn't even fit the symptoms really. And I was like, what? Like, I'm not a stressed out person, but I totally was. Like looking back, you know, just had a new baby. I was a single mother running my own business. That's a bit of stress, Karen. (laughs) Right? But, you know, you're doing what every other North American woman's doing. You don't think that that's a problem because I didn't see myself as this, like running around, super stressed out person. And that's what I related that to. And I realized no, but what I'm doing, all of this and the working out and the dieting was compiling on top of what was already wrong. So I was just adding fuel to that, all those hormone dysfunction. I was doing everything wrong. I shouldn't have been dieting and calorie camp, like restriction, and then doing this heavy, heavy cardio boot camp style workouts where I was just taxing the adrenal system even farther. And then years later, I also found out I was undiagnosed with a hypothyroid problem, which was obviously part of that whole storm that happened after having a child. And so I had to take literally years to balance these things out. And it wasn't that, like, I definitely got better quickly in the sense of I started to feel better and everything started to balance out and started to get to the bottom of all these different kind of issues that I was having. Uh, You know, I had a gut infection. I was, you know, then the thyroid problem and the medication, I had to fix the adrenals, but it was like, you know, a couple of years of really kind of pulling together. What is my weight loss code and what, what do, what does my body need? And slowly the weight. Started to come off within, you know, probably six months of starting to regulate things. But it took a while, like before it was down to a a healthy weight that I wanted to be at. And then I really had to heal the whole adrenal system and thyroid issue and you name it. And then I just decided, you know what? That women are not being told the truth. we are no, being told we don't talk that, about this. No, we don't. <laughs> and everybody, it doesn't sell, you know, to say to someone, it may take you a year before your body's going to let go of that weight because we got to balance out all these hormones. That doesn't sell. You know, losing 10 pounds in a month sells. Absolutely, so, yeah. Right? And I just decided that's it. I got to help the other women that are out there that are having weight loss resistance. These women that are doing everything right. They're trying the different diets and they're trying to eat right. They're trying to exercise and blah, blah, blah. And they're still gaining weight and not able to lose. So- And that's where, how I am, where I am today. Yeah. I mean, very similar to
0: myself. I mean, I had already been, I had a clinical practice for eight years and then had switched into, uh, you know, primarily doing coaching uh, and not being a clinician when all of this started happening to me and I missed it. it. Like, I think it took me two years to really check in with, oh my God, like, I'm me on the other side of the desk from me. Like, yes, <laughs> like I, I didn't, it took me a while. Like, and for me, it was subtle things like the skin texture on my cheeks changed.
1: Ah, yes.
0: suddenly it was, it was rough. And I'm like, what is that? And just all these little, like micro little things happening. And you're right. I mean, you were 33 and it's like, of course, standard practice. That's too young to have a hormone problem. Like it can't possibly be, yeah. um, And so, so often it gets missed. And what I want to pick out from everything that you just said for people listening is that the weight in your case, in my case, in so many cases, but especially in that story that you said, the weight was just a symptom. Yes. It wasn't the problem you had to fix. It was almost like a symptom of all the other stuff happening. Absolutely. Yeah. And the weight loss is like, I call it a happy side effect, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You got to prepare your body for the weight loss to happen.
0: Yeah. And so important. And there's such an amount of like defeat and shame and like, what's wrong with me and why can't I get this right? And why isn't my body doing what, like, for your example, the people in the other spin class, you know, in, in the spin class, <laughs> what? how come mine's not working that way? And, you know, I don't know about you, but when I was studying and went to school like years ago, like the endocrine system was boss. Like we really learned this is boss. Mm-hmm. Um, But for the average, you know, person going around, they don't understand that their hormonal system is everything. So Mm -hmm. talk us through what is your approach? Like, what is your first thing? Because this is another thing I want to stress here. I'm Mm -hmm. bouncing around because I'm so excited to talk to you, Karen. But one of the other things I want to stress is like our biochemical State is very unique, like each one of us is different. There is no cookie cutter nope. solution. So, no. how do you start? You know, you're someone you're listening to this show and you're already got your pom poms out, and you're like, I'm with you, ladies. I this is me. I, I get this. Yeah. I hear
1: this. This is me. Where does the average person even start? Yeah, so I like to cat. I have three categories, three slots that I put women into, and it's a different approach for each slot. And so, the first slot is a woman that is in her fertile year, so let's say from 20 to 35 and she's you know she's in her reproductive year, she's having a regular period, but she has weight loss resistance. So somebody like that, there are so many natural solutions that will help you to regulate your hormones and get you completely back on track. And you know, all three of them, baseline always has to be diet. And when I say diet, I mean, you just got to eat well. And there are definitely certain diets that work better for different hormonal imbalances. And we can get into that, but, but just in general, you'll find the diet that is good for you at this time. So you test your hormones, you're this fertile woman, you see that you have some hormonal balances, imbalances, like I had at 33, you know, we see a lot of progesterone deficiency. We'll see that cortisol dysregulation, hypothyroidism is very common. and so you then would pick the diet right for that dysfunction. And so it tends to be around that kind of low, I, I side with the lower inflammatory foods where it's, you know, paleo for some women, if it's if they've got PCOS, for instance, or insulin resistance, then we'll lean towards more of a keto for really hardcore, we'll make go carnivore for just a very short period of time to help reverse that. And then you can take these certain supplements that will help to support all of the system, the adrenal system, the ovaries, your own production of hormones, because you still have, in most cases, lots of these hormones. It's just that that you've got this imbalance happening. So you fix that diet and then you start to go, okay, what supplements? So if it's low progesterone, you can take some Vitex. If you've got PCOS, you can take things like berberine to bring down that blood sugar. So there's all these like beautiful little supplements that you can take that really, really work. And then those women will tend to get balanced and they can stay balanced. And then you hit perimenopause. <laughs> I was
0: gonna say, you gotta get them early, Karen. You got
1: because once but you, you get don't it, use perimenopause, yeah. <laughs> so look out, right? <laughs> Yes. And perimenopause, it's funny because we're also not educated as women when this starts to happen. So we think as women in general, that hormone dysfunction, perimenopause stuff, you kind of got the, we have this idea that it's happening well into the forties, if not fifties, like nobody really starts to think about their hormones in their thirties and thinking that they're becoming depleted. Well, what we're seeing is usually, it seems like the magic age for this to happen, I wouldn't say it's magic, I guess it's <laughs> not the right word, it's not magic, um, is around 38. Mm-hmm. So around 38 to 40, we start to see this big decline in progesterone. And so that tends to be the first hormone to drop. And during this phase, so we'll say from 35, we'll start to clean a some, but definitely at 38. And the first signs of this is, geez, I've put on some weight and I'm doing what I regularly do to get that weight off and it's not working. Mm -hmm. Hmm, My PMS is a little bit longer than it usually is. You know, Maybe I'm heavier bleeding, things like that. So you get these like a little smidge of symptoms that you try to Remedy with your old tactics and it doesn't work. And this is because the hormones are becoming imbalanced. So this will go on typically to about 45. Not to say that it can't happen earlier, it certainly can, but you know. Normally, it's about to 45, where we see this progesterone dive. Progesterone will actually dive by about 75% during this time. So that's a lot.
0: That's insane. Yeah. That's that's insane. Yeah. And
1: we need progesterone to make cortisol. So we, as these North American women in our 30s and 40s, we do tend to be highly stressed out women now. And that's because the norm is to have a full-time job, to have children and still be the main, you know, caregiver and cook and clean and all of these things. And we just, we're prone to running around and just trying to do everything and valuing our worth on how much we get done in a day. So, even though it's very normal for us, it's not normal to our body. This is when we start to see it. And so we get this drop of progesterone, this rise of cortisol, which starts to put weight on. And so the cortisol is draining that progesterone. Then we become cortisol dominant. We start gaining weight and it's really tough to get it off because not only is it raising cortisol, whenever cortisol goes up, Insulin goes up. I was just going to go there. Talk to us about that relationship. (laughs) Yes, because every time cortisol is produced, you have to think that it is our stress hormone. It's our fight or flight hormone. Well, if we're about to fight or about to run, we need quick energy. So your body says, quick, raise blood sugar. We need a quick fix (laughs) into the muscles, into the body, get it going so that we can. Run or we can fight. And so it gives us that quick energy. So we always, whenever cortisol is high, blood sugar is high with it. And that's when we start to see, like I said, then everything you're eating, you have this even a, a mild case of insulin resistance, which is rarely picked up by the doctor. The doctor won't tell you until you're like type 2 diabetic. Yes. But and insulin, we'll, we'll get it into that in a
0: second because yeah. I do want to talk about this. I, I, we're going to go there in a minute. We'll talk about blood work. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, it won't be picked yes. up.
1: Yeah. So it won't get picked up. You're become insulin resistant, which means that everything you're eating, even if it's really healthy food, is getting stored a lot as fat because you're insulin resistant. And so in that time, you once again, you can still kind of wring out those hormones out of the ovaries, what's left, right? We're starting to see a depletion in the ovaries at this time. But there's still things that you can do to start, you know, st- to wring out the last of it and to help balance things out during this transitional time. Um, you can take things like MACA. You can take, um, still, you could take the Vitax and stuff for your own production of progesterone. A little bit of bioidentical progesterone cream at this time can be really, really helpful for women because we do see this big drop. And then once you get into, the 45 and up, we start to see estrogen also dropping. And estrogen, unfortunately, has this really bad rap and everyone thinks that they're estrogen dominant. And... In most cases, estrogen dominance is really coming from the xenoestrogens in our environment. And the xenoestrogens are the fake chemical estrogens, and they will compete for what's called the estrogen receptor on the cell. And that's just, I always say, it's like the arm that's coming out of the cell to grab whatever hormones are coming on by and bring it into the cell and do its work. So what will happen is your receptor will actually prefer the xenoestrogens over your own. So we get more chemical estrogens, which aren't good for the body, in our system rather than the good, healthy estrogen that our own body's producing. And then we see an estrogen dominance as well in this drop of progesterone. So you have these healthy levels of estrogen, maybe in your peripanopausal years, but in comparison to the progesterone the progesterone's too low the estrogen then is called estrogen dominance
0: right so relative to where your progesterone's at yes plus all these xenoestrogens
1: yeah so we see you know in that time there are some great things to help break down that estrogen and if you do like a urine Um, Dutch test, you can see, you know, how are you breaking down these estrogens? And maybe you need to help, you know, take, take in some things that will help break it down, but you have to be very careful because sometimes you can start sapping your own levels of estrogen. And when estrogen goes down, this is when we see the biggest amount of weight gain happen in women during Their 40s. And it all goes to the gut. And if you're in perimenopause, if you're, you know, Giovanna and I's age, we're both (laughs) the same age. Exactly. I'm turning 45 next month. Oh, okay. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. So during this time, it is very, very common for women to put anywhere from 10 to 25 pounds on. And a lot of it sits in their stomach. And this is the body's smart way of going okay, we don't have any estrogen. When you don't have estrogen, you become more insulin resistant and you have more of a chance of getting type two diabetes. Your cholesterol can go up. You can develop non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and we need the estrogen. And so many women think that estrogen is gonna make them fat, but a lot of the time it's the lack of estrogen that's creating this weight gain. And so at this time, when we are in our farther along into our 40s and we're seeing this drop of estrogen, now we're seeing a drop of progesterone and estrogen together, maybe even testosterone. At this point, you can't. there's not much that you can take that's going to wring out these hormones any farther. It is just a matter of the fact that your body is aging, your ovaries are aging, and you can no longer produce them which means you can take all the Vitax in the world and it's not going to affect the progesterone levels because it's just simply a matter of the ovaries not producing it anymore. Now, when we're in this phase, it goes, we do produce a little bit out of the adrenal system. So the ovaries shut down, the adrenals take over, that's a small production of progesterone and estrogen. So once again, if we are stressed out, your body will always preferentiate making cortisol. So cause it's a survival hormone. So it's going to go pff, screw you estrogen and progesterone. We don't need you for survival. We're going to just produce this cortisol. So now we're, and there's weighed, more
0: belly fat, right? Yes, more cortisol, more exactly. belly fat. So more what do you do? Resistance. You're over 45, <laughs> your insulin shot, your ovaries have shut down. You're not ovulating. If you don't ovulate, you don't make progesterone. Exactly. Then what do we do
1: when we're at that, at that stage? Um, so yeah, go ahead. If, if you're suffering, you know, and, and most women nowadays do, they, they estimate about 85% of women have symptoms of perimenopause. And there's a long list of those symptoms and everything from brain function to, um, you know, like the insulin stuff and breast cancer. Oh my gosh. They just, the list goes on and on in my practice and all of the research I've done, it is truly, the best thing that you can do is to replace those hormones with bioidentical natural hormone therapy. And once again, this will look different for everybody. It is not a magic bullet, ladies. You can't just expect to slap on all this progesterone and estrogen and you're going to lose 15 pounds. Doesn't happen like that. You still have to eat well. You still have to have the right gut bacteria in order to take on those hormones. You have to deal with the stress, or once again, your body is just going to continue to gain weight. And slapping on those hormones isn't the cure to that. So what I've seen is taking, once you see what your levels are and taking the appropriate amount for you at that time of bioidentical hormones in order to relieve all of your symptoms. And I mean that you can relieve all of the symptoms of perimenopause when, once you find what that dose is for you. So different for everybody, different delivery systems, always, of course, great to work with a practitioner that understands this.
0: Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Let's delineate too, for the people that are listening and they're going, well, am I in peri or am I in meno? And so for menopause is you have to have no menses. So no, no bleed for 12 calendar months. And then you're considered in menopause and pretty much everything happens before that, you know, that is related to hormonal dysregulation is perimenopause. So for those of you that are listening, going, I don't know where I fit in, you know, um, Karen, let's talk about the blood work because this is like the the number one thing. Every time I work with a client, they're like, this is happening and this is happening. And I have this symptom and this symptom. And, and, but my doctor says I'm fine, but my blood work is fine. And I'm always like, well, hang on a second. Right. So of course you and I, like we, we send out for saliva or Dutch testing, which is urine. There's lots of alternative ways of testing, but let's talk a little bit about the, you know, the relationship with your doctor and the blood work, because I've even, I've yeah. even had it happen. I don't know if this happened to you, but I've sent clients, um, who, you know, maybe money's money's an issue and they, they, they can't afford to do the saliva or the Dutch test. And they, you know, they want to just find out a little something, something, and I'll send them to their doctor to ask for basic, basic thyroid panel, you know, let's find out what your estrogen, progesterone and testosterone are doing. Um, and they get denied. Oh,
1: I know. Happens Do you all have that experience? Time. Yeah, yes. because I, I get I get
0: upset for them because they're yeah. trying to get help. They're trying to get answers and they're being told, no, no, your blood work is fine or they're not even being tested.
1: Yeah. And I just had a lady contact me yesterday, a client that said, my doctor is refusing to test any of this. And I'm like, oh. So I gave her, kind of like there are some great especially in the United States, there isn't any in Canada, but in the United States, there's really great options for at-home testing now where you can order your own labs online. It comes to your house, you do the, you send in the kit and they'll tell you what it is. And that can be like just a ovarian function test is, you know, hundred, a hundred dollars which really is, you know, you really want to do it at that time, especially if you're in perimenopause because you don't want to guess. You see a lot of what people think is estrogen dominance or they'll have the symptoms of estrogen dominance. But like I said, it's just that their progesterone so low that they're feeling that way. And then they, you know, start taking all these supplements to drain their estrogen when their mm. estrogen was
0: low. Yeah. And they needed to just really bump the progesterone.
1: Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So it's, It's very unfortunate. Um, I always tell people, you know, advocate for yourself. And that's really hard because doctors are very intimidating. And you can say, you know what? I'll pay out of pocket for it. Just do the test or insist. I always say, you know, say that you're working with a hormone coach and this is what they've requested of you or whatever it is, you know, and make sure that you do it. If you're cycling, you do it on day 21 of your cycle. So we can get a good idea of where your hormones are at you know, where they're supposed to be on day 21, because you're supposed to have a rise of estrogen and progesterone on day 21. So luckily most doctors I find, especially if a woman's in perimenopause, most of the time they'll do the basic hormone panel because that's not something that's too weird. You know, like especially if they're in perimenopause, if you go in going, look, I'm having hot flashes, I'm gaining weight, I'm depressed. Most of the doctors will say, yeah. Well, that's normal. You know, suck it up. Here's your antidepressant. Here's your whatever, go exercise some more. It's true. You know, when you yep, look on online and if you say, if you Google perimenopausal weight gain, everything tells you to eat less, everything yep. exercise yep. more and eat less. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, when it's really could be a matter of here's your hormone. Here's a little bit of natural bioidentical hormones, which looks exactly like our own in research, it has shown that even if women take bioidentical hormones for one year, that can reduce their of all cause mortality by 30%, even one year. So when you look at it like that and you actually dig into all the research, which I feel like I have, (laughs) it actually shows we are better off to take bioidentical hormones, then we are not to take them. And people get really scared of hormones because there's you know, been some research that was on synthetic hormones that w- didn't show up very good, right? It did cause more a higher increase of breast cancer, cancer and uterine yeah. cancer. And that was from the synthetic progestins, not actually the synthetic estrogen. But the progestins had this increase of uterine and breast cancer in women. So, there hasn't, the studies that have been done on bioidentical hormones haven't gotten out there to the mass like these other studies have. So, there's a lot of misconception, even with doctors. Doctors have no idea about bioidentical hormones. They no, don't they're not want in the conventional stream. Yeah. They're not, they're not taught this in medical school. They have to actually pay out of pocket to go to like a functional medicine course where they learn about bioidentical hormone replacement. So most of them, unless they take a, a self-interest in that, they don't, they don't know about it. So mm-hmm. all they're told is here's your Premarin, which is horses, pregnant yep. horses, urine, estrogen. <laughs> and your, your progestin, which is your fake progesterone, that's the only two things they know. And they know that those things can be toxic. So they, they hesitate even prescribing those. But yeah, that and is the what blood they're work. trained on
0: as well. And when the blood work comes back, it, just for people listening, the blood work that is so called normal, um, yeah. there's two reasons for that. One is the ranges sometimes Ugh. that they're <sighs> looking for, especially Ridiculous. with something like TSH. With, thyroid drives me nuts, right? Because you me go too. for you know, something that might resemble thyroid symptoms, your doctor will send you only for TSH, which is your thyroid stimulating hormone. And the range for that, at least here in Canada, is like 0.5 to 5.5. It is a huge (laughs) range. So if you're falling anywhere between that range, your doctor is going to say, you're normal, you're within range. However from a functional medicine perspective, we know that if you're anywhere, I mean, old old days when I was in clinical practice, it was two. If you're any over two, now that's even gone down a little bit more to like 1.5 is the last that I read. Um, but you've got to be in the lower end of that scale um, yeah. to really be optimal. And even having said that, I just recently talked to um, a client of mine. Her endocrinologist is so switched on that he actually figured out that, her optimal level for TSH was one. He was that switched on wow, that he actually, shocking. right? And he kept <laughs> testing her and he kept playing with her meds. And he's like, no, even though this 1.5 and 1.6 and 1.7 is fine for this person, for you and for your body, one, one is your ideal number. And so thank yeah. God, right? He switched on and he's looking for that. So that's one of the big problems with blood work, right? Is that mm-hmm. th- the ranges are ridiculous. And yeah. then the other <sighs> problem is the snapshot. There's just a snapshot of what's happening in that moment, yeah. right?
1: They don't even tell you when to take the test. No, no. <laughs> Which is just blows my mind. We don't even produce progesterone in the first half of our cycle. So if a woman just goes in because the doctor says, sure, okay, I'll test these things. And you aren't told to test on day 21. You just go in like during your period, right? Right? It's going to look like you're (laughs) menopausal and you have no estrogen and progesterone. So it's so important to have it on day 21. And when they look at your labs, they'll say, okay, well, yeah, she's, you know, 47 years old. She's menopausal. So she's, these are normal. And they'll come back, even though they have no estrogen, they'll be like, oh, you're, you're in range. You're good because she's in range for her age. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that that's where she feels good. Cause there's the woman that's suffering that's having hot flashes and night sweats and dry vagina and no libido and feels like she's anxiety ridden and depressed. And, and, That's because her estrogen is too low and her progesterone is too low. But to the doctor, he just looks at the labs and says, oh, well, yeah, you're where you should be for your age. And those labs go from like, it'll say something like, in the luteal phase, it is normal range to be between 50 and 2000. Oh, I know. They're crazy.
0: <laughs> it's like, really? Right. It's like, so um, excuse me, where in that range am I supposed to feel normal, like myself, full of yes. energy and wanting to have sex? Hello. Yes. Right? Yes.
1: Yeah. And yeah. each woman will feel very, like my levels showed up in quite healthy ranges. My estrogen, this was a couple of years ago. But I was going into menopause early and I was missing periods. I was starting to get hot flashes and night sweats. So here I was having all of the symptoms of no estrogen and any doctor looking at it would be like, you're totally fine. And I was not totally fine. And I had to start a very small dose of bioidentical estrogen and it completely regulated my cycle. And I take it with progesterone and it's, I've, I've been able to ward off the menopause. And if I wasn't on, I've tried to come off of it and the menopause comes back. Yeah.
0: Well, and let's talk about that too, because there's also this idea of like, when um, I've heard this from, you know, other practitioners and stuff is like, when are we, um, allowing our body to go into its natural transition. Like when is, when is that normal? And we just let it happen. And when are we needing this support? And, uh, you know, my answer is, I mean, I tell people all the time, just because it's common to suffer doesn't make it normal. No, And there is a small percentage of women that skate on through menopause with no symptoms, right? They just feel fantastic the whole time.
1: Yeah. Lucky, very lucky, but not very many.
0: So what's your answer to that? Because you're kind of staving Mm -hmm. off menopause at 45, which is is Mm kind of early. It's too early to be
1: in menopause. And that's how I feel. I'm like, uh, uh uh-uh, I'm going to be taking hormones until I decide I want to go into menopause. And so the research is a little vague when it gets to this. So it shows that we have this 10-year window that's from the time we hit menopause, which like you said, is like a year after you have your last period you get this 10-year window where it show, all the research shows that it, you're better off to take the hormones than you're not to take the hormones, even if it's just for one year. So you can get a lot of benefit by taking hormone replacement for up to 10 years. After that, it gets a little foggy because the research that's been done on long-term hormone replacement has been mostly on synthetic hormones. So the estrogen, like the premrin and the Provera and stuff like that. Now, the research that was done on, there was one study that was done on bioidentical estrogen, if I get this right, and they didn't use progesterone. No, it wasn't the No, this is what it was. Long-term use of the Premarin and it was at, it was it was without progesterone it was women that had hysterectomies mm. then it looked like you could run into trouble that it became like a something problems could happen with your health like heart disease and things like this from the Premarin. so there hasn't been much done for long term bioidentical hormone therapy i think there's stuff coming out soon that they've been doing but it's not nobody wants to spend the money on it like researchers, like uh, uh, pharmaceutical companies and stuff, nobody wants to spend millions of dollars on something that isn't going to give them, get them money. And bioidentical compounded hormones don't make the money. Mm -hmm. You got it right there, Karen. Yeah. (laughs) So I always say like to each his own. So if you, you know, if you take a little bit of hormones so that you can sail through to menopause and have a couple of years on them so that you don't have the symptoms. And then you slowly wean yourself off the hormones and see where you're at. Some women, like I've worked with women that are in their sixties that are like, I will never go without hormones because I immediately start to feel terrible. And I look at it from a very like, you know, biological standpoint where women, we didn't live past our 40s when we were you know, a couple hundred years ago or Mm -hmm. whatever it was, like our average death rate was at menopause basically in that perimenopausal stage. And so we're in a time where we're, our, our age is getting older and older, right. With every generation, we're able to survive longer. And so without hormones, that was a way to kill off the body. I really believe that. It was like, you are no longer used to the tribe. You can't procreate. See you later. You know, we're going to- Right, it's an gonna... evolutionary thing. Evolutionary yeah. thing. You're no longer, of any, use to keep the species alive. So we're going to, you know, your hormones are dropping and you literally start- dying. That's when you start to have, you know, Alzheimer's and dementia because of the lack of hormones. There it's very brain dependent. That's when you start to get the osteoporosis, heart disease. Like the list goes on and on that starts to happen to you without those hormones. So it's this it's this gray area of okay, naturally we should be allowing our body to have no hormones and go into this phase but we're not going through it naturally. We're not going through it like our ancestors did.
0: Right. And not if you have to feel like crap the whole time, right? Like, I think that's the bottom line here. And this is what I say to all the women I work with is like, you need to advocate for your own health and your own health choices, but also for you feeling great and being vital. I mean, like we're 45, Karen, we're not on death's door here. Like, you know, touch wood. (laughs) We want to thrive. We want to be vital. I mean, this is the time of life where you know, we can be so creative and be thriving and doing so many wonderful things. And a lot of us are literally just white knuckling it through yeah, and confused and overwhelmed. And even like just before we started recording, I was joking around with you and I mentioned it in the recording too. It's like, I do this work and my hormonal profile has been oh. overwhelming to me, which is why I need Same. my own practitioner, you know? So I can't even imagine someone that doesn't have the language or education or training oh, trying to yeah. navigate the minefield, right? I,
1: I completely agree. And it's really, it's so sad because in general, we're being told to white knuckle it and we're being mm-hmm. told, you just got to get through this time. This is normal. And, you know, it can get so severe that women become very suicidal. They lose their marriage. I talked to a woman recently whose vagina has literally like closed over almost. Like it's so atrophied that she cannot have sex anymore because it's like, she says the most painful thing. And it's so, of course, that's putting a massive strain on her marriage and, you know, to have be riddled with anxiety and depression and you're not sleeping because that's another big big symptom is insomnia in women Mm -hmm. because they lose the estrogen they lose the progesterone they cannot sleep they're having hot flashes they're having night sweats i i don't think that we should have to go through any of that i really don't and if there's a solution that's natural that has these that is so safe and it's way more safe than what a doctor is going to prescribe for you it's not a deficiency of prozac This is a deficiency of hormones. Well said, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean,
0: antidepressants at this time of life are one of the most over-prescribed prescriptions because there is no digging deeper. There is no, what is the cause of this? What's happening? Like, let's find the root cause, which is almost always hormonal. Um, And you're right. There's no Prozac deficiency. (laughs) And I think too, like...
1: You know, don't get me wrong, there's many women that don't have to take hormones forever. <laughs> there's so right. many women that they take it to really get them through their perimenopausal years and into the menopausal years, they wean themselves off and at that point's because you know the, the system has calmed down. We're usually you know the kids have grown up, they're out of the house. maybe you're getting you know, your about to retire. things are better and most women don't have those symptoms anymore.
0: Exactly. And also said, you know, some and not to be total hater on antidepressants, sometimes you do need an antidepressant. And do. it's and I, I believe in having that, you know, bridge medication is what I call it until you can find the root cause and, and get, you know, because I'm, there are medicines that do help, especially in this period of life. So yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, Karen, I could just talk to you for like another hour. <laughs> um, we've already gone over time, but I've just been having so much fun geeking out on all this hormone stuff with you. Thank you for being here. I want to share with the audience that if you are listening to this and you're wondering, Oh my God, is that me? That sounds like me. I have this, I have that. And you're not sure Karen's offering us an amazing hormone quiz. If you go on over to her website, which is Karen. KarenMartel.com. Karen Martell.com. and you can go on over there and take her hormone quiz and find out exactly how you might be hormonally dysregulated and then you can just you know stay on her website and have a look at everything there that she has to offer karen thank you again for um you know being a hormone warrior is, is what yes. i call us yes. and for having this voice and advocating for women and for being on the show
1: Yes. And I want you on my show because we are like soul sisters here about talking about this stuff. So we we can't stop the conversation there. So everybody on your show, (laughs) on my show, you can, you can tune in the other side of weight loss is my podcast. And I am going to have Giovanna on mine because we need to continue this conversation. (laughs) I love it. Fantastic.
0: Thank you again, Karen. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Blue Hive Healthcast. Did you get an insight from this episode or learn something new? Consider sharing it with a friend. If you love the show, we'd appreciate it if you subscribed via iTunes or wherever you listen to your favorite shows and give us a rate and review. Visit us at bluehivehealth.com for more information on our programs and services.